This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family so to get your own active skin repair go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20 percent off your order when you use the code shameless that's activeskinrepair.com use the code shameless for 20 percent off your order activeskinrepair.com code shameless This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 493 with Dr. Sophia Yen. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 493. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. This episode is brought to you by Cove. To get 50% off your first month of migraine medication and free two-day shipping, go to withcove.com slash shameless. That's withcove, C-O-V-E, withcove.com slash shameless. Mamas, before we dive in, I have a little invitation for you. So I'm recording this the Wednesday before you're listening to it. And so this is the day after the election and we don't have an answer and we don't know when we will and things are uncertain. And, you know, just continuing with the theme of 2020, everything is uncertain and unpredictable. So here we are. (laughs) And this is hard. It's really hard, right? So I know that we don't know what the world is going to look like today or tomorrow or in the upcoming months or in the upcoming year. So much is up in the air. But here is what I do know. No matter how hard things are, there is magic every day. And when things get hard and scary and dark, it is possible to find the cracks of light. Your life is full of abundant gifts, even when they're sometimes shadowed by hard times. And we do know that practicing gratitude is a proven way to create happiness and joy every damn day. This is like literally scientifically proven. So that is why I'm going to be hosting 
a five-day totally free abundance and gratitude challenge starting next week, Monday, November 16th through Friday the 20th. I think we are going to need it. We are going to need a place to show up and practice gratitude and look for the abundance in our lives and really connect to the things that allow us to create joy. That doesn't mean that we bypass the hard things. We have to face those too, but it does give us space to really take note of those magical moments in our life every day and really take note of the things that we have that are working for us and the things that we have that are big, huge gifts that sometimes we are quick to overlook when things get hard. So during this challenge, you are going to get coaching via email and Facebook Live from me every day for five days that's going to help you adopt an abundance mindset, open yourself up to optimism, get reconnected in your most meaningful relationships, better protect your energy, and create joy. So this challenge is totally free. There's absolutely no reason not to join us. Like I said, things are wild and weird and hard AF right now, right? You're not alone. I got you. This community has your back. I have your back. It is okay to feel the pain and dig into joy. It's a both and thing. Pain, discomfort, dis-ease all can coexist with joy. They must. This is how we keep going. So if you want to join me for this free five-day challenge, just go to shamelessmom.com slash gratitude to get yourself signed up. Also share the challenge. Share that link with any mamas you know who just need a little bit of hope, connection, a little bit of power in their lives right now to dig into those places and find abundance and joy. Go to shamelessmom.com slash gratitude to get all signed up. Dr. Sophia Yen, MD, MPH, is the CEO and co-founder of Pandia Health, Birth Control Delivery. She has a passion for making women's lives easier, preventing unplanned pregnancies, and educating women about hashtag periods optional. With more than 20 years of experience in medicine, she is board certified in adolescent medicine. She graduated with a BS from MIT, an MD from UCSF Medical School, and an MPH from UC Berkeley in maternal child health. She serves as a clinical associate professor of pediatrics in the Division of Adolescent Medicine at Stanford Medical School. She's a reproductive health specialist and co-founded three nonprofit organizations, projects, and her endeavor to improve the lives of women, the Silver Ribbon Campaign to Trust Women, SheHeroes.org, and the Full Campaign. She also co-founded Pandia Health, which we talk a lot about today, because she believes that no one should suffer from pill anxiety, the fear of running out of birth control, and the stress of having to obtain birth control each month. Dr. Yen enjoys educating the public and other physicians about birth control, menstruation regulation and elimination, sexually transmitted infections, acne, obesity, and other adolescent health issues. So Dr. Yen's company is the first ever female doctor-founded birth control company, which is a little wild to think about, right? Men have been leading an industry that they know little about, which is maybe a little maddening. (laughs) So now women across the country are turning to Dr. Yen and Pandia Health for birth control, the patch, the pills, or the ring, and telemedicine needs. Plus, the science and safety behind skipping your period is a topic often not talked about. In fact, 66% of women have never been informed by their doctor that they can safely stop their periods. Dr. Sophia Yen is on a mission to educate women about this crucial health topic. So when Dr. Yen reached out to talk about this on the show, I was super curious, and she has a TED Talk. I went and listened to the TED Talk. It's phenomenal. It's amazing. It's 
so packed with stories and research and information that just really helped me see this whole concept of periods optional in a really different way. It gave me so much insight into how this could be so powerful for so many women making decisions about their body, making decisions around how they manage their body, how they manage their periods, all things that we should have choices over, right? So I know you're going to be really fascinated by this conversation as well. And I know you're going to learn a lot because I learned so much between listening to the TED Talk and having this interview. So I want you to definitely listen to the TED Talk. We'll link it up in the show notes. But until then, I want you to listen into this interview and listen in to hear Dr. Yen share about the hormonal treatment in order to manage your life when you choose to use birth control. So you can use birth control as hormonal treatment to manage your life, not just for pregnancy prevention. That's obviously an important piece of it for many people, but you can also use it as hormonal treatment to manage your life. She's also going to share how periods have changed over time and why we have hundreds more periods over the, our lives than women used to, or than current women in, in African tribes currently have. She's going to talk about the truth about period poverty and the impact of periods on the environment. She's going to talk about how fewer periods actually reduce your risk of endometrial, ovarian, and colorectal cancers. She'll share how stabilizing hormones with birth control support can also support other health issues that you might be having, like diabetes and other things like that. She shares the truth about pill anxiety and the mad dash to keep your prescriptions filled. She talks about how to safely use telemedicine and how to be a conscientious consumer around your health and your birth control. This is a fun and really fascinating conversation. I'm so excited and so honored to welcome Dr. Sophia Yen to the Shameless Mom Academy. Dr. Sophia Yen, welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm really excited and happy to have you here today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I recently watched your TED Talk and I have so many questions and comments and I'm just really excited about the things that you talk about that give power to women over in terms of reproductive support and bodily autonomy and making decisions in different ways than we've seen as men have made choices for us around birth control. So we have some good things to talk about. I'm very excited to share <laughs> periods optional with your audience. And I hope everyone will go to pandiahealth.com forward slash periods optional. And my TEDx talk is on the bottom. Oh, perfect. Because the talk is so amazing. And it's like fun period talk. And I learned at least 27 new period facts. And it's so <laughs> amazing. So great. So I want you to tell us a little bit more about the dynamics of your personal and professional life beyond your bio right now and what you're most excited about. We're recording in the pandemic a week before the election to give people context around what you might be excited about and what's going on in the world. <laughs> I'm really excited about the potential to change the direction of this country. I am very scared. Me too. <laughs> and I just saw that the Senate just confirmed Justice Amy Coney Barrett to the Supreme Court. And so that has horrific ramifications for the Affordable Care Act and the provision in the Affordable Care Act that covers birth control with no copay, no deductible. So I hope that by the time this is out, we have a different leadership in the Senate and we have a different leadership in the White House so that we can fix the damage that will be done by this new Supreme Court justice and reversing the Affordable Care Act. So that is my hope. What I'm excited about is 
sharing with the world the concept of periods optional and destigmatizing birth control so that birth control is, quote, no longer birth control, but no longer oral contraceptive pills, but instead estrogen progesterone pills, EPP instead of OCP for the medical people. And for the lay people, just hormonal treatment to manage your life, that women can now decide when and how often they have a bleed and to know that it's not necessary to bleed unless you're trying to make a baby that month. Oh my gosh, this is so great. I love this hormonal treatment to say that again. You said hormonal treatment to manage your life. Was that how you worded it? Yes, exactly. So powerful. And I think that many of us, we don't manage our periods. We just deal with them when they come and we're pretty typically and commonly annoyed, I would venture to say. <laughs> I think that we as women have sucked it up for so many things for so long, and we need to not be embarrassed to talk about a natural bodily function. It's not dirty. It's not gross. It allows us to give life. Yeah. And without it, we couldn't have children. But because we have the ability to bear children, we have the burden of random blood one week out of four. And I think those without uteruses really don't know what that yeah. means. Yeah, absolutely. I know when I was previous to having my child, my doctor warned me this would happen. She was like, your period's going to totally change after you have a child. And so just prepare yourself. So before my son was born, I was on birth control for many years. My periods were really light. Then I was off for a couple of years while we were trying to get pregnant, long infertility journey. But and my periods continued to be light during that time. And then my son was born. And for the first time ever, I was like, holy cow, what is happening right now? And I have cramps that I've never had. And it's just heavier. Oh, and I have to like plan around and this has happened before on like if I'm traveling. Okay, so the first day of my period is going to be a travel day. So how am I going to accommodate like all these things? And so when you talk about managing your life, this looks so differently for me as a 45 year old woman than it did a while ago. And I'm like, suddenly have this whole new level of awareness and need and compassion around it. So I appreciate you saying all that. And that is exactly how I came to the concept of periods optional. I thought I had discovered it back in 2016 when I was trying to get pregnant with my first child. And just like you, I had been on the birth control pill for so long that I had forgotten what a real period was like. But in order to get pregnant, I had to come off the birth control pill and there was so much blood. And I was like, I originally was trying to swing a girl over a boy. And if you want, we can do a different talk on that. But after three normal periods, I was like, forget it. I don't care what the gender, <laughs> whatever I get, just make this stop. I can't have this blood come anymore. And then I realized the only reason that those with uteruses build that lining every month is to grow it rich, full of blood to accept an embryo. And if you're not trying to get pregnant every month, why are we building and sloughing and building and sloughing? And every time you build, you risk endometrial cancer. And every time you pop out an egg, you risk ovarian and endometrial cancer. And the you know quick one-line summary of my TEDx talk is in the old days, we would have 350 to 100 periods. And now we're having 350 to 400 periods. And so this incessant menstruation is new and we haven't evolved, you know, to compensate for it. And in fact, it results in more ovarian, endometrial and colorectal cancer. And that we have the opportunity to turn off our periods and only have a withdrawal bleed whenever we want. This is fascinating, fascinating information, because 
you know, when I started, before I listened to the whole TED talk, I was like, well, women have been getting periods forever and it's just been the same forever. But you explained how it has not been the same forever and how women's, can you, I guess, instead of me saying it all, you say like, how has this changed? How did we go from, we used to have so many fewer periods than we have now? Yes. So if this isn't even, no, no, it is in the past, but also if you were to go to Africa today and examine the Dogon tribe in Mali, which Dr. Beverly Strassman does, they are banished to the menstruation hut every time they have a period. They get their periods, they start their periods at age 15. We start our periods at 12, 12 and a half because of nutrition. As soon as you hit 100 pounds or 22% body fat and maintain that, then you are able to support a baby and you are able to have periods. But if you go below that, then you will not get your periods. And then again, the Dogon tribe has eight periods a year. We have 12 or 13. They have eight babies in their lives. We have on average two. They breastfeed for 12 to 18 months. We breastfeed for zero, three, or six months. And so because of that, we have 350 to 400 periods and they have 100 periods. And it's not like they die at age 30 or 50. They die at the same age approximately that we die. And I'm not advocating that we have eight babies, but I am advocating that we don't do this incessant menstruation unless you really enjoy it, but it is increasing your risk of endometrial cancer. I love how you say unless you really enjoy it, because I'm just trying to think if I've ever heard of anyone who really enjoys it. And it reminds me when I first got my period and my mom was so excited and she was like, oh, honey, you're a woman now. And I was like, this is a curse that I will have forever. The other, like half the population doesn't have. She saw it like as this, you know, rite of passage. Motherhood or yeah, rite of passage. Yes. I was like, no, like I, now it's here. It's never going away. It's disgusting. (laughs) Yes. And then there's also the landfill element. You know, I was on a talk about menstruation and women's period poverty and lack of access to tampons, maxi pads, and how it should be free. Wherever there's free toilet paper, any public place, there should be free tampons and maxi pads because it's about dignity to make me take the toilet paper and turn it into a makeshift maxi pad or tampon. Not that I would do the tampon, but the maxi pad, which we've all done. Yeah, totally. Is just humiliating. And so, but if we had fewer periods, this would be less of a problem. But also the fact that we use 10,000 to 13,000 menstrual products in our lives and we are adding to the landfill with our tampon applicators, with our panty liners, et cetera. And although tampons with just cotton and blood are compostable, that depends on what type of cotton and how long would it take to compost, right? Right. Yeah, I actually had a friend and what was the number again? 10,000? Yes. 10,000 to 13,000 and money, money and landfill, right? Yeah. I was with a group of girlfriends a few years ago and we were visiting a friend in California and she was telling us about menstrual cups. Yes. And I had heard of them, but I was like, I don't know. And then she kind of gave us all this data about the impact of tampons in the environment. Yeah. And we all came home. We were all like had sheepishly like, okay, fine. Like we hear what you're saying. We should all try this. And then a bunch of us were like, oh my God, these cups are kind of amazing. So. Amazing. 
I love it. And then, you know, having no periods or fewer periods is also helpful to that situation. Yes. And I'll even add to that story only because I'm talking to a doctor who would probably understand and appreciate this. So as a process of giving birth, I ended up with a cystocele. And so with the cup, it actually doesn't fit me very well. And I have a hard time keeping it in place. And so it's better than a tampon in some ways. But to your point around this like nuisance of a situation, (laughs) it's like, I'm like, okay, well, like, do I go for the landfill option? Or do I go for the thing that like doesn't quite fit in my body, right? But it's like more environmentally friendly. And again, like just time, energy, money, and all the things around something that maybe doesn't have to happen all the time. This episode is supported by Earn In. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn now can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Super, super easy to use. You just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. So the app is free. You can leave a tip if you want. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So here's the thing. Sometimes getting close to your next paycheck, next pay period, and you realize, oh gosh, like paycheck doesn't come until next Friday, but we have this event that we need to attend this weekend and we need money for it. Or we have to buy a gift for someone. Or, oh my gosh, like my kid tore through their shoes and now we have to buy new shoes this weekend and the money's not in the bank yet. So Earnin can help you access the money you've already earned at work by giving you this little bit of money in advance. So make Earnin part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind. So for our listeners, all you need to do is download Earn In today. It's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, and you can download it in Google Play or the Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Shameless Mom under podcast when you sign up. So there'll be a little place where you can, where it says, what podcast did you hear about them on? Type in Shameless Mom under podcast. This helps to show support for our show and our advertisers. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, and subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like 
a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. Yes, you don't need to do it. I mean, I tell women you can have a withdrawal bleed every three, six months, or in my case, I game for never. I haven't had a bleed since my last child was born unless I forget to take my medications. And tell me, and we're going to get to the medication in a minute. I kind of want to go back before we go into that because I didn't realize. And then when I did realize, I was not surprised that the history of birth control is oh, yeah. a male-dominated industry. Surprise! <laughs> I was like, oh, obviously. Like, why have I never thought of this? So can you talk about this, about the history of the creation of birth control? Yes. So birth control was created by three men, Dr. John Rock, a devout Catholic, and two PhDs. And Dr. Rock, because he was a Catholic, I always forget with the Catholic Church that the rhythm method, which is avoiding your fertile days, is absolutely legit. And in their church, not in real life in their church. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't work well. We as physicians will recommend the copper IUD or hormonal method plus condoms if you really want to prevent pregnancy. The rhythm method is not as reliable and you have to be predictable and you have to be able to abstain from sex anyway. So he was like, I'm going to get the birth control through the Catholic church and it's just to practice rhythm method regularly. I'm going to make women's periods regular. And so three weeks, no bleed one week bleed, and it'll be absolutely regular and people can practice the rhythm method perfectly. And what was amazing is he got it through the nuns. The nuns are very cool, very liberal. My mom was a nun, side note. Oh my goodness. (laughs) I love that. She's very cool and very liberal. (laughs) You are super blessed. (laughs) Yes. And then got it through the priest, very unusual, very conservative, and then got to the Pope and the Pope vetoed it. And the other two PhDs were like, why are you making women bleed every month? It could be every six months. It could be never. And I'm pretty certain if a woman who bled every month was on that team, or if I had been on that team, I would have been like, no, 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 no. But because Dr. Rock won that argument, every method since has had a withdrawal bleed one week out of four because he was trying to get it through the Catholic Church, because they also thought that women would think it was weird if they didn't bleed every month. But to summarize the Dogon tribe, they're pretty much incessantly pregnant or breastfeeding. How many periods do you have when you're exclusively breastfeeding or pregnant? zero. And so now we are incessantly bleeding. And in the past, we were incessantly pregnant or breastfeeding. And so it's somewhere in between. In my ideal world, we would turn off your periods as soon as they started, and then we would bring them back when you want to have babies. And we can pretty much do that now, except for the methods that we're using contain estrogen. And from the first day that you get your period for two years after, you're still growing in height. 
And theoretically, if we throw estrogen too early, then it would block one or two inches of your final adult height. So certainly if you're laying on the ground, rolling, missing school, ibuprofen doesn't cut it, then worth it to lose an inch or two in exchange for the ability to go to school. And the number one cause of missed school and work under the age of 25 in the United States, not some third world country, but certainly third world countries as well, is women's periods. Which is shocking to me. And I so appreciated this information in your TED Talk because as someone who hasn't had a lot of suffering around her periods, I found them to be much more annoying or in my later life because they're heavier, but they're still not a ton of suffering and it doesn't really compromise my life in big ways. But to hear like that loss of productivity and what does that mean in terms of a woman's role in so many places in the corporate world, in leadership, in the classroom, when you're either in pain or staying home and just not even in conversations and in rooms where decisions are being made a few days a month, every single month. Exactly. And the example I saw as a pediatrician in a low income community, and I've told my kids, you go to school unless you're bleeding buckets or your temperature is crazy high. And so young women would be missing school two days out of every month. And you're like, oh, two days is nothing. That's 10% of her education. And if you imagine her education kind of like, I like the analogy, a block of solid cheese, and you punch out 10% here, 10% there, 10% here, 10% percent there and then you squish put pressure on the system it's going to collapse and so she's missing out on a ton of education and same thing for somebody going to work somebody who's leading a team and i've had ceos i give talks to groups of ceos and 10 percent of the women in the room afterwards three out of 30 will come up and be like oh my goodness i didn't know that all this bleeding was unnatural i feel tired and cold all the time and i was like yeah you have anemia you know, so <laughs> right. the number one cause of anemia in a menstruating woman is menstruation. Mm. Can you talk about some of the health advantages of making periods optional? Because this was really surprising. I kind of like the convenience factor was quick and easy for me to think of. Yeah. But I was really surprised by a lot of the impact of health considerations. Yes. So the health considerations are it decreases your risk of endometrial cancer, because as I mentioned, every time you build that lining of your uterus, if you're building it three and a half times more than a normal person, 350 versus 100, you have 250 more times risking cancer. And same thing if you're popping out an egg 350 times instead of 100, you have a lot more risk of ovarian cancer. And then there's also increased risk of colon rectal cancer. And my theory there is that the colon is around the uterus. And so the uterus is sad and bleeding. And then the colon is also diarrheaing or constipationing. And that's something that women don't talk about. 30% of women on their period have some bowel dysfunction associated with it. And so that's probably the cause of the increased colorectal cancer. The benefits of being on a birth control pill patch or ring is it can improve your acne, but more importantly, maintaining a stable hormonal level has been shown to be better for diabetes, for seizures, for depression, and for asthma. So, you know, just this hormones going up and down, up and down to support the growing and the shedding and the growing and the shedding of your uterine lining is not good. Your body likes stability. It doesn't like the up and down and up and down. And it wasn't built for the up and down, up and down. 
Oh, that's super interesting. Can you tell me, you mentioned the three different types of cancer that risk factor goes down. It was ovarian, colorectal. What was the first one? Endometrial. That's what I started to write and then I second-guessed myself. (laughs) The lining of the uterus, the endometrium. Okay. Oh my goodness. And I didn't know about the stabilization of hormones having impact on other, would it be comorbidities? Is that the right word? Other health issues. Yeah. Comorbidities is usually like what is caused by it. But I would say it's not a diabetes is not caused by a period, but it is affected by your period. And we didn't know that. And you wouldn't know that unless you were as passionate as I am in looking into the research. And my colleagues have found the research. I'm just bringing it to light. So one of the things that comes to mind for me, and I know so I live in Seattle, so super liberal and many hippie-ish natural health kind of people, which I say lovingly because I'm one of them. <laughs> so one of the things I know is talked about and was, you know, so many of my friends and I, before we went to college, got on the pill and then we just stayed on it forever. And then we got to a certain age where we were like, oh my gosh, did we like... Like, have we been on this thing with chemicals for so long that now we're going to have all these other risk factors for breast cancer, et cetera, from being on hormones for so long? So can you speak to that? And especially as it relates to, you know, deciding that you don't want to have periods anymore and being on birth control for that reason? Yes. So there's luckily, because the birth control pill came out in 1960s, but even that sounds far away, but yet not that far away, we have 60 plus odd years of experience with this medication. And now we know that the risks are outweighed by the benefits in general. So for breast cancer, it absolutely does increase your risk of breast cancer, but It's 13 out of 100,000 woman years. So you have to have 100,000 women using it for one year. 13 would have an increased risk of breast cancer. But you need to compare that to the decreased risk of ovarian, colorectal, and endometrial cancer. And also, I like to put in perspective, I love the fact this article is covering the risk of breast cancer on birth control, that if you drink three to five glasses of alcohol a week, that increases your risk of breast cancer by 22 per 100,000. And so if you drink one and a half to two and a half glasses, then it's 11. So it'd be similar to the risk that you're getting from drinking a glass and a half to two and a half glasses of alcohol a week. So it's all relative. Super, super interesting comparisons. And I also, I'm not a doctor, so no surprise there, (laughs) but my understanding of ovarian cancer in particular is that like finding it and managing it is very difficult, very difficult and way higher stakes than breast. Not, I mean, the stakes are all high, but like very different than breast cancer. Yeah. The mortality of ovarian cancer is huge because we don't have a good way to detect it. And that may be because we need more research, obviously, and more money put in that direction. And every time I see somebody with ovarian cancer, I'm like, were you on birth control? Because if you'd been on birth control for five years, it decreases your chance by 50%. And there is no other way to decrease your chance of ovarian cancer except for bilateral oophrectomy, which is taking out both your ovaries, which I don't recommend Mm -hmm. at all. This episode is supported by Cove. So some people think migraines are just a headache. A lot of people believe that. But if you suffer from migraines, you know how debilitating they can be and how much they can interfere with your life. And sometimes on a really, really regular basis. And Cove gets it. Cove is here to help you find an FDA-approved migraine treatment that works 
for you. So no two migraines are alike, and you know this if you suffer from migraines, and that's why Cove wants to help you find the relief that helps you specifically, and they help you with this all online. So when you work with Cove, you're going to go to their website with cove.com, and you're going to complete a quick online consultation. From there, a licensed doctor will recommend a treatment plan customized to your migraine, and your prescription will be delivered to your door for as little as $10 a month. Just a few minutes of your time and you will get a personalized treatment plan from 20 plus research backed doctor recommended migraine medications. And you don't have to worry about running out because Cove sends you new migraine medications every month and no insurance is needed. No trip to the pharmacy, all online meds sent right to your door. I know a number of people who suffer from migraines and to be able to have access to doctors and medication on demand like this is so critical and such a gift when you are suffering and you're suffering in pain. With Cove, you can have more migraine-free days. So here is what you should know. You should know that Cove has treated over 300,000 migraine attacks and counting. When you go check out their website, you're going to see that with their reviews, 96% of customers give them five stars. So you can trust your process in working with Cove. When you go to withcove.com slash shameless, you're going to get 50% off your first month of medication and free two-day shipping. That's 50% off your first month of medication and free two-day shipping at withcove.com slash shameless. That's W-I-T-H-C-O-V-E dot com slash shameless. So for someone who has a family history, if they have a close relative that had ovarian cancer, is this, I would imagine this is something that you would highly recommend. Yes, I would recommend going on the birth control pill patcher ring and turning off your ovaries for five years if that's convenient in your life. And I would think there are five years in your life that you wouldn't want to have a child somewhere. Yeah. What about, and so we, I have a family history of colon cancer and similarly, would you say the same thing in that case as well? I wouldn't say the same thing there. Cause I say, if we all live the perfect life to the best of our ability, we will die of colon cancer. Oh my gosh. Tell me more. <laughs> yeah. So what it is, is our intestines and colon are the size of a football field. And imagine that football field lined with cells and it has to renew themselves periodically without making an error for 70 to 100 years. We were only supposed to be here for, I feel, 45 years, and anything above that is gravy. So, you know, any years above 45 is where cancer happens because we weren't meant to live longer than that. And what are the odds that football field is going to replicate itself perfectly? And it's cells, all these little, little cells the size of a football field without a single mistake. And then for us to catch that mistake, like you do a colonoscopy, but are you really scanning every single cell? We're looking visually with a camera. And if it's hidden in a rugae or something, we can miss it. In the future, we will have better biological markers, a blood test or an antibody test or something. But for now, it's pretty crude. It's a colonoscopy, right? I just did my first one because of my family history. I had to do yeah. one. And I was like, luckily, I everything checked out. I don't have to go back for now. It was a year ago. So now it's four years. I think I go back. Yay. But I was like, please let science advance between now and then. <laughs> yes. No, there is a pill colonoscopy, which is pretty awesome. It's the size of a pill and they have a camera and it goes through. But I wonder how effective that is compared to a colonoscopy where they blow it up, stretch things out, maybe see things better. I really think a blood test 
best marker and I haven't kept up with the latest technology is, you know, the way to go, but you have to find that blood test and is the blood test the way to go? Is it in your poo? I don't know. You know, I know, I know it's no fun, but it doesn't hurt to go on the birth control pill patching and decrease your risk. Okay. That's super helpful. Thank you. So tell us how has, I'm imagining this work has helped so many or your work around this has helped so many women and speaking out around this has helped so many women. Can you talk a little bit about how periods optional has been received? Well, that's the hard part. It's there are a lot of people that are Mm anti-hormone and what they don't understand is that our quote non-hormonal state is unnatural, as I mentioned, right? My OB-GYN professor said the natural state of a female animal is pregnant. Mm. And how many periods do you have when you're pregnant? None. And we are doing the opposite. We are incessantly menstruating and we are hormonaling up and hormonaling down, bloating up, bloating down, zitting up, zitting down and bleeding. And so it is more natural to have a stable hormonal state. And it is better for you not to. So we've been, every time I discuss this, we put it on Ms. Magazine's discussion board and the board blew up and it went crazy. And a lot of people were attacking it. And a lot of people in Seattle, a lot of people in Berkeley, right? (laughs) All my neighbors. All and the new young generation. And I believe in science. I believe in using technology as long as it's safe and as long as it's been proven out, right? Yeah. And we have 60 years of evidence. The evidence is there that this is okay to do. There is a slight risk of breast cancer, but outweighed by the decrease of all the other cancers and the quality of life. And, you know, and I think of the breast cancers, not as deadly, you know, Mm -hmm. I noticed that your Ted talk was at Berkeley. And I actually was immediately was like, huh, interesting place to do the Ted talk, because (laughs) I would imagine many people in Berkeley are not so into (laughs) being on medication. Yes, no, it I think maybe Berkeley, the community, but Berkeley, the students absolutely don't want to get pregnant. And if you aren't aiming to get pregnant, then hormonal is the way to go, except for the copper IUD. But know that the copper IUD, the number one and two side effects are more blood, more cramps. And so if you're a person who feels every cramp, maybe not for you. Mm -hmm. If you're a person who has anemia or bleeds like stink, my family has that kind of tendency, maybe not for you. Yeah. Can you talk about positive feedback that you've gotten? I'm imagining so many women feel like this permission to take control of their health in a new way from what they've learned from you. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yes. There are a ton of women that are perimenopausal and they are bleeding like stink or, as you mentioned, having a lot of heavier periods and to let them know that you don't have to suck it up that there is an option to at least lighten it with birth control pills or just skip it altogether. And the drug companies have already gone there. They package birth control pills in three-month packs. And so, you know, to go to three months to six months is not much difference. Just one week of withdrawal bleeding in between that you may want to get rid of. The negative on the three-month pre-packaged packs is that is a progestin that I'm not a fan of. 
And I want women to know that there are 40 different pills out there. So just because you tried one pill and it didn't work for you, there are 39 other ones. But the key is there are seven to eight progestin options. And if one didn't make you happy, try another. And actually, even between the one that I don't like at the lower dose, it's actually been shown to be okay. But at the higher dose, it may not be okay because it's actually, you know, the difference between 20, well, I know it's 1.5 and one. So it's 30% more at the higher dose, you know, even though it's only 1.5 to one, but it's 30% more of the medication. So there's so many subtleties to birth control. And that's why my company, Pandia Health, the only women found of women led, the only doctor led company in its space, the only academic doctor led company in space likes to look at the data and make sure that we provide women with the best birth control with the least amount of side effects that's best suited for you. And we found that 90% of women do fine on the first one we put them on based on what we've learned from writing birth control for, I personally wrote 2000 birth control prescriptions over the past two years and have seen the side effects, right? Who does well on what? And we're trying to correlate that by having our customers self-report their ethnicity and then match ethnicity with side effects. Mm. Oh, so interesting. That's so brilliant. I'm so glad you brought up your company, Pandia Health. So yes, because like we said earlier, birth control was invented by men and has been regulated by men and all the things. So I'm curious how, so you're looking at science and data and collecting data and how else is what you're doing different and what what makes you a stand? I mean, I feel like in going to your side, I'm like, oh, this is like a total standout. If I was going to go. Thank you. Uh, well, and this is, I'll tell you as someone who has a podcast and I last year had Lola Tampons as a sponsor and I was like, oh, a tampon company founded by women. Like, yes, please sign me up now. Like, <laughs> and then I was like, wait, it just occurred to me. I've been using tampons created by men my whole life. Like, I don't want to do that. Yes. <laughs> and so I went to your side. I was like, oh, obviously this is where I would want to come and get my birth control. So can you talk a little bit about Pandia Health and then talk about what, how you stand apart? This episode is supported by Mysteries About True Histories, a podcast for your kiddos. So from the creators of the hit podcast, Who Smarted, and Netflix's Brainchild comes the adventurous world of Mysteries About True Histories, affectionately known as math. Every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers. On an adventure through time, packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs, making learning cool. This podcast is perfect for ages six and up, and new episodes drop every Thursday, each stacked with so much laughter that your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. I love a show where, as a parent, you're like, hey, let's listen or watch this or whatever, and your kids are thinking they're like getting extra device time or what have you, and you're like, they're learning right now. So it feels like such a big win. So I want you to go check out Mysteries About True Histories wherever you listen to podcasts. You can tune into Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you're listening to this podcast. So go check out Mysteries About True Histories to listen in and have some fun with your kid while they learn today. This episode is supported by a podcast I wanna share with you called Understood Explains. So this is, show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is 
around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explained. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. Yeah, so came up with the idea for Pandia Health about six years ago when I was giving a talk to a bunch of physicians. Why don't those pesky women take their birth control? And one of the top reasons was woman didn't have time to go to the pharmacy and get her medication. And this is yet another thing that women, we just suck it up. We have this burden on us that every single month, if we don't get to the pharmacy by the end of the month, there will be a dire consequence. And is this pill anxiety? I know you mentioned pill anxiety in your work. Exactly. I coined the term pill anxiety. And so for your listeners, imagine four rows of seven. And as you get to that last row, if you don't get to the pharmacy, there will be a dire consequence and have this stress added on to you every month for 20 to 40 years of your life. And so my friend and I were like, everything else is coming in the mail. Let birth control come in the mail and let's target 20 somethings and let's make it mobile friendly and let's throw in some freebies in there because why not? And people love freebies, right? And thus Pandia Health was born. It needed to happen because there were two other companies out there, but they were all run by men and they were also run by non-physicians. And as the only doctor CEO in this particular field, birth control delivery, I want to say as long as I'm CEO, we will always tell you what's best for your health, even if it doesn't make me profit or money. I will make profit for my investors, but I don't have to do it pushing something you don't need, billing something to your insurance that you didn't ask for, which I may not, you know, you may check out some of my competitors and see what you see there. (laughs) I like that little message slid in there at the end. (laughs) So, and tell me, so everything on, and I'm actually, I have the site up right now. So everything on Pandia is mail order. And do you offer like telehealth through there? Or is this strictly like you tell us how it works? Great question. So the company was built to deliver birth control. So we can deliver to all 50 states. We take almost all private insurances except Kaiser because Kaiser won't let us bill them. So if we can't bill them, we are happy to bill you, but we would much rather you use your insurance than you know pay cash. But if you want to pay, it's roughly $15 a pack of pills, which somebody has taught me is less than 50 cents a day, obviously, <laughs> or you know two or three cups of coffee. And then if you need a doctor's prescription in California, Florida, Texas, Arizona, and Wyoming, and we're soon to open up more states as we get more physicians signed up and as we get more funding, we can write you the prescription. And what's cool about it 
is it's an asynchronous doctor's visit. So you just fill out a questionnaire 24-7, the same 20 questions I would ask you if you came into my office, give us a blood pressure from the past year. You can call up your doctor's office and say, hey, what was my blood pressure last time I was there? Or go to a pharmacy, grocery store, or fire stations. They're all EMTs, so they could take your blood pressure. And then pay us 20 bucks once a year to access our expert birth control doctors for the whole entire next year. We take care of you if you have any questions, any follow-up. If you're new to the medication or new to skipping periods, we let you choose. You know How often do you want your period? Every month, every three months, every six months? Never. We'll do a eight-week follow-up questionnaire to make sure everything's okay. And if it's not, then we'll consider changing it to a different medication, or we'll just keep following up every eight weeks until you're happy. I love this. Okay. I want to just ask for clarifying point because I think this is very exciting. So when people are getting themselves set up in the system, they clarify how frequently they want to bleed and then you send them a prescription or like a customized pill set based on that versus them having to think like, I'm going to skip this month of blanks and then use this one and et cetera. Yes, exactly. So we write the prescription accordingly. And if you don't use our doctors or if you're in a state that we don't service, you can absolutely ask your doctor to make sure they write enough packs if you're skipping. So if you're skipping, you will need 17 packs a year. If you're not skipping, your doctor should give you 13 packs a year. And then the other cool thing, 17 states by law are supposed to give you a year's supply of birth control at a time. But very few of the insurance companies are following that law. So you can use our service so that you can set it and forget it. Let Pandia worry so you don't have to. And we named Pandia after the Greek goddess of healing, light, full moon. But I also came up with the definition I think is fate. Pan is every, dia is day. So we have you covered every day. Set it and forget it. Let us worry, not you. So good. I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about telemedicine because we're living in this time of COVID and we're having this huge shift. And you've actually, you've addressed a number of concerns and interesting points around trust in healthcare providers and trust in like that a birth control company is actually run by a physician and and like those kinds of things that sometimes we don't think about. And so can you talk a little bit about telemedicine as you see it working right now, and what are some of the things that we can be have on our radar as we shift into this new model of medicine that I have to say I have enjoyed because <laughs> as a consumer. <laughs> I enjoy it as a physician as well because I don't have to go in the office and I also don't have to risk catching COVID right. from patients and the environment and every surface I touch. So I think the key with telemedicine is to realize its limitations that if you have something to do with your lung or your heart or your kid has an ear infection, we don't have the technology to listen to your heart and lungs yet. In the near future, we may have something we can hook up to your phone or you know other things like that. So make sure you use telemedicine for what it's safe for. And I do think telemedicine is safe for most dermatologic issues. It's definitely safe for psychiatric, mental health counseling. It's definitely safe for birth control because the American College of Obstetrics and Gynecology has said birth control should be over the counter in 2012, again, 2016, again, 2019. And they said, if you ask these 20 questions, which are the 20 questions we ask, then women should be able to self-select whether they're safe or not for their birth control. The key with telemedicine is quality. You get 
what you pay for. And although we are crazy and expensive because we're trying to keep up with our competitors, we may have to charge more because we actually have a physician look over every single questionnaire, make sure that everything is safe as opposed to just random kind of computer algorithm that may miss subtle details. The other thing is if you're going with your doctor telemedicine, I presume you've already vetted your doctor, checked where they went to medical school, check where they went to residency, make sure they have expertise in the area that you need or want. Go right ahead, do telemedicine. But if you're choosing between two companies and you know nothing, check who is their CEO? What are their values? Do they list the physician's first and last name? Do they tell you where the physicians went to medical school, residency, and why they're doing what they're doing? And obviously, my company, we list the first and last name. We list everywhere that they've you know, worked at and studied. We're proud of our academic birth control expert, birth control passionate physicians. And I can't say the same for others that are out there. I love that. I think that's such a great reminder. And I think that we are in this age of being, and well, I think it's been coming on for quite a while, but I think we're really at a, a pivotal moment in around being a more conscientious consumer. And especially, so I've noticed this a lot as it relates to just being more of a leader in the motherhood space and in female leadership spaces to know like, oh, this is a female-led company. I'm going to conscientiously choose to support that company or things along those lines in terms of noticing where have women been positioned in places of leadership and how can I be supportive of that when I'm making consumer decisions? But the other thing I've really noticed this year is companies that are being really clear with core values and how they show up in different ways, and especially as it relates to Black Lives Matter. And so I think there's this huge level of conscientiousness around how a company shows up and leads and is transparent in their core values and in who is in charge and what how decisions are being made and how consumers can make a decision around the companies they want to support based on the company's ethics and what the company stands for and how the company shows up and their transparency and leadership and all these different things. And I think that you bring up really good points around how that happens in medicine. And I'm hoping that we continue to see that as a trend of consumers being conscientious in terms of where they're putting their dollars. Yes. No, I have an exercise for your listeners. Go to birth control delivery companies. Try to find out who is their CEO. Try to find out who are their doctors. I went to a competitor's website and they listed the pharmacist's first name, but not the last name. And it's like, what do you have to hide? You should be proud that you're working for this company, you know, and you may think it's cool to be Sarah, but like, this is people's health. Yeah. And in startup world, you have to know that, again, I'm the only CEO of a birth control company that has taken the Hippocratic Oath. Do no harm. But no, in the startup world, they say, you know, break the rules and apologize, right? Ask for forgiveness, not permission. Yes, thank you. That's the better <laughs> phrase. Ask for per forgiveness and not permission. But you cannot and should not do that with people's health. Right, right. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. This has been so fascinating and informative. So I want people to go watch your TED Talk. And I want people to just one of the I mean, the overarching theme for me was just bodily autonomy. And it's been really interesting as I've watched different things around in women's health in many different areas the right to have to be able to make choices for your body and for what's best for your body for whatever situation you're in currently in your life to be able to make decisions and inform decisions around that is so critical and so important. Have you read Moment of Lift by Melinda Gates? Yes, oh. I love Melinda Gates. I was like, she needs to find me the only female founded yes. female led. <laughs> she does 
company and birth control delivery. And as you said, yeah, it's about being informed. And again, one more caution on the telemedicine side. The standard of medicine is informed consent. And as a telemedicine visit, the physician can write you whatever you want, the pill, the patch, the ring. And if that company is not offering you those three options, then they are not providing informed consent. Mm, Thank you for pointing that out. Okay, this has been so good. I've learned so much and I feel like our listeners are going to have some new choices to make and some new ways of seeing how they can take ownership over their period health and over making periods optional. So I'm really excited about this. I so appreciate you being here. Is there anything else you want to share before I ask the final question? Ooh, um, <laughs> I just want to say that uh, I've had we've written a piece on good versus bad telemedicine. So Google Pandia Health, good versus bad telemedicine. I just wrote a piece in Sway on with RBG gone, is birth control gone too? And the answer is we just heard about the confirmation of, of this judge. Yes. So if you want to try the IUD or implant, now is the time. Otherwise, it might cost you $1,300. This is so helpful. And we'll be getting this out sooner than later before the Affordable (laughs) Care Act can be repealed. So thank you so much for all of this. And now final question, can you show it or tell us how you are currently showing up as a shameless mom? I am a shameless mom. And I love the title of your podcast is that I have no shame, mainly no guilt. I see so many, not no guilt, but I say, don't feel guilty for doing what you are passionate about, making the world better, making money for your family, educating people about periods optional, because I see so many working women feel guilty that, oh my gosh, I should be home taking care of my children. And I ask you, does your husband think that? Did your father think that? And so my parents were both crazy busy working immigrants trying to make our lives a better place. I never saw my parents. And so every minute I spend with my children is more than I ever got. I'm like, (laughs) you be thankful for any minute you get with me. And then, you know, the time that we spend with our children, make it quality. Be there. Be present. If you're not going to do stuff, then when you are doing it, make sure you're doing it. And then as an adolescent medicine specialist, one, if you have a person with a uterus in your household, once they're two years after their first period, check out periods optional. And then two, try to eat dinner with your young people. And when you're there, no media, no nothing, just look into each other's eyes and eat and share and talk. I love it. So good. Okay. So tell people, where can they find you? Where can they connect with you? Website, et cetera. Yes. So Pandia Health is our website, pandiahealth.com, P-A-N-D-I-A health.com. But we're also everywhere, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. Our Twitter isn't as good, but you definitely want to check out our Insta. And then educational-wise, YouTube, so many great videos. And is that all under Pandia Health? Yeah, all under Pandia Health. And then we do it Facebook Live. And now we're going to also stream it on YouTube. And I don't know if it makes it to Instagram. Every Tuesday at 5 p.m. in Espanol and at 5.30 in English. So I'm also happy to take on any birth control CEO on a Spanish off because I think mi Espanol es mucho mejor porque lo estudié por 10 or 12 años. Oh, nice. I caught like 80% of that. <laughs> I took five years of Spanish. <laughs> 25 years ago. 
Yes, I took 12 years about 25 years ago. Nice. Oh my gosh, I love this. This has been a time. I mean, who knew talking about periods could be so fun? <laughs> yes. Let's talk about periods. Yes. We as women no longer suck it up. My husband, my brothers all know my misery. <laughs> I know. I've actually recently been like, I think I need to complain more about cramps because I think I've been trying to be too just embrace suck it. it up. Yeah. And I'm like, why am I doing that? If I'm in pain, my husband should know that I'm in pain. The whole world should know. The whole world. Should. So then I was like, I think I need to actually make up for all the years I haven't complained <laughs> in the last, like, since I had my son when I started getting cramps. So I have like eight years worth of complain that I need to like <laughs> pull out and use to have some extra time on the couch. <laughs> yes. And, you know, maybe consider making your periods optional with the IUD implant pill patch ring. And at the very least, ibuprofen, 600 milligrams, three times a day with food for up to five days. Yeah. And I actually, and I'll speak to that really quickly, because you actually mentioned that in your TED talk. And I will tell you that I, again, never had cramps before my son was born, but I now preventatively take two ibuprofen, which I think is 400 milligrams. Yes. The morning that it starts or the day that it starts. So the first day I'll take 200 because about 12 hours into getting my period is when the cramps are the worst. So I take it preventatively and now I don't have cramps anymore. Or they're super, Yay! super minimal. So I was feeling very on top when you mentioned that in your TED talk. I was like, oh, look, at I'm already doing this. Yes. So good. Thank you so much, Dr. Yen. I appreciate you. I really appreciate your work. And I'm so glad you were here today. Thank you so much for having me here on the Shameless Mom podcast. I love the name of this. Before you head on your way for the day, mamas, don't forget to get yourself signed up for my totally free five-day abundance and gratitude challenge. We start next week on Monday, November 16th. Like I said, completely free. Just go to shamelessmom.com slash gratitude to get yourself signed up. That's shamelessmom.com slash gratitude. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. <laughs> 
Well, you're aiming more of a, we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, Mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell, Laughing in the Face of Motherhood, wherever you listen to podcasts.